0: Welcome everybody to episode 113 of the Dorksman podcast. I'm Nate, aka Angry Nate.
1: I'm
2: MC Lil the Tall One. <laughs> <laughs> MC Lil the Tall One. Wow, uh, this is Collector Clint,
0: and we are joined by a very special guest today. I will let him introduce himself.
3: Hey guys, it's Cameron returning back for yet another legendary episode of Dorksman. <laughs>
0: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> Legend. Amazing. Wait for it. And then at the very end of
3: the episode, we'll say. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> you did it too soon, Joey. Oh. Um, but thank you, Cam, for joining us today. We know you've been super busy. Um, first of all, congratulations on the new job over at uh Pokemon. That's uh amazing. Will you get um, Pikachu's autograph me? for me? Yes, <laughs> the, my, the boss.
3: Mystery does he machine. sign your
0: paychecks? Or does he like stamp them with like a like a Pikachu stamp? He I'll, just, like, I'll, oh, I'll let you know when mold. I get my first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all <laughs>
1: slightly
2: singed from the electrical charge <laughs> yeah. he sends at them. Yes,
1: Cam's like it's been six months, but I know that first paycheck's coming. I know it's any coming in <laughs> <now."> mail.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's been an awesome opportunity, and and just you know, in the last couple of years or so, there's just been nothing but change. So it's nice to have so much familiarity, and um, yeah, it feels it feels good. It feels like a kind of a, a an opportunity that I've been at for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm very cool to land there very excited about it that's
0: awesome it's awesome yeah we can't wait Kudos. to hear more and see more of what you do uh with with that franchise and with that crazy crazy brandon opportunity yeah you'll take um, them somewhere
1: i know they've been struggling oh, in the yeah. of late, but <laughs> yeah yeah. No, <laughs>
0: nobody knows pokemon anymore yeah. Yeah. wait wait it's pokemon
1: i thought it was pokemon uh, uh, they'll
0: plant. catch up with
1: they'll catch up with digimon one day oh man they'll, oh, they'll man. get there <laughs> perhaps Take
0: it um, to that level. Wait, there's a phone app?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh, go on. Stop, Clint. Don't, don't, don't keep going. Don't keep going. Don't um, stay strong. Stay weak. Don't, don't, don't stay strong. So make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, the underscore dorkspin. Uh, for both of those, uh, you can always email us at dorkspin at gmail.com. Uh, if you like to play bingo, you can always play bingo at bingo.com. And uh, there's a wonderful bingo card there. So thank you to Andrew Newbeardlin from the Tor Wine Podcast for building that for us. And of course, uh, Larry from the STS guys for building that amazing redirect for us. Um, and of course, hopefully you're listening to this episode on the Cross the Streams Media um, there at CTS Media on Twitter and the crossstreamsmedia.com. Uh, there's tons of other great podcasts on there. So make sure to check everybody out. Um, Hopefully you found us there or you found us on Twitter and then it, we took you there. So it depends if I remember to put the website on the um, on our uh, Twitter posts each week. It's hard to remember things like numbers. Yep. Things are hard. Math is things hard. Things are hard. Um, so what let's jump right into hard. it. We've, what, what things are hard, hard? Clint? Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk <laughs> about things are hard. It depends on right the day, time of day.
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Clinton I didn't blizzy. know we had Manny on today. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, anyways, uh, so let's jump into our Ask We love your Ask questions. Please keep them coming. We have a massive backlog that we love to keep adding to, and we love to answer whatever we can. Uh, so our first question this week uh, comes from our good friend Julie. Um, her question is, if you could have any famous person's hair, whose hair would it be? And specifically for the Dorksman, because she asked this in a way that Cam probably wouldn't have understood. But her initial question was, if you had MC's hair, what would you do? Um,
1: <laughs> if I had MC's hair, I would use it to comb it over my face and just, ooh, and, just and just. That's if myself. you had MC's face. Oh, not, okay. Oh, yes, I misunderstood yeah. the question. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> oh, by but the way, happy belated birthday yeah,
2: to MC. Yeah, happy belated birthday, MC.
0: <laughs> um, but yes, we'll answer it in the... The celebrity way, because celebrity we pick way. on him enough. So, Joey, you want to kick us off?
1: I, I just... I'm not being too picky here, man. I just want somebody with nice hair. Like, my hair is just like... It, it does not have much that you can do with it, which is why I wear a hat most of the time while I'm not working. Because it's just, like, so thin, it's, like, hard to do anything with it. So I would just like somebody with some, like, thick, luxurious hair. Maybe some, maybe some old-school, uh, like... Um, I'm trying to think of somebody with some good thick hair. Like Tom Selleck. Some just good thick Ooh. hair. Just just so I could do some stuff with it, you know? Tom Selleck hair. Oh, and then I could grow the mustache too. That's required hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, facial hair counts too, right? So that's something I can't do either. Like my face does not grow hair evenly on it. It looks real patchy. So like yes, if I could take Tom Selleck's ability to grow body hair in general, that's what I would <laughs> that's what I would go with. So I can get the thick, thick locks up top and then a nice Nice, like, 80s uh, state trooper stash on on the upper lip. That's what I would go with. That's my <laughs> it's answer. a strong look. Yes. I, I, yes. By, the,
2: by the way, coinc, coincidentally, not coincidentally, Bob's Burgers returns tonight. I don't know if that has anything to Ooh, do with his answer, yes. but I'm just saying. <laughs> you I, know what's know.
1: funny? You mentioned that, and the first thing I thought of with hair, I was like, but it's cartoon hair. It doesn't count. was Archer's hair. Oh, I ooh, was yeah. like, "That's some good thick hair right there." I was like, that's eh, it's cartoon hair. I'm not going to pick that one." But then you made an H. John Benjamin reference. So I had to throw it back in there.
2: Well, yes, yeah, so and doesn't Linda want, uh, when she dies, to have the her ashes thrown in Tom Selleck's face? Or <laughs> that's that really right. That's actually that what I was going right. with. Or that one scene where they're doing the soft serve, and Tom Selleck comes and joins Linda and Bob. Anyway, um as for my answer. I want Paul Rudd's hair, and I you know you guys know I like Paul Rudd, but I think even since the 90s, he's had pretty kick-ass hair. Like, I'm thinking about all the way back to that old Super Nintendo commercial he was in, to, oh God, um, yeah. right? right? See? Yeah. I it all the way back. All the way to Our Idiot Brother, and of course, Ant-Man, like every movie he's in, I'm, look, look at his hair in Ghostbusters. Still looks good, so, I'm going Paul Rudd. Nice thick. He's got thick a little man crush you, on Paul Rudd. You guys Rudd don't
3: too. like Paul Rudd? What? Why funny? would I not like Paul Rudd? Yeah, I, oh, just saying, I love oh, oh. Paul Rudd. Hey. Hey.
2: He's a
1: national treasure. Paul oh,
3: Readlin right. said that you guys don't like Paul Read. No no no, no,
1: no, no. Oh, I we'll love Paul Read. He needs yeah. to be the fifth head on Mount Rushmore.
3: Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Four
1: presidents in a Paul Rudd. Just merch it all about. into
3: one well, no.
2: day. <laughs> well no, he'll he'll be he'll be president eventually and he won't age, so you can just start on it now. Why am not just imagining him running for office like he did on Parks and Rec and just having no earthly Come clue on. of what he's doing. <laughs> <it a> <laughs> I want <laughs> because, it. <laughs> <laughs> because if he ran for or if he ran for office, he would have no idea what he was doing. Bobby Newport.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, Paul Rudd's my answer. Your answer. How are you, Cam?
3: Well, so I did cheat uh, based on uh, Joey's answer, but I saw the question is any famous person's hair, and I took that to mean, oh, yeah. and it, it was all fair game. I yeah. was th- I was thinking Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z Ooh, because, oh, nice. I mean, it would be fun to. T- what is it like to go Super Saiyan? You know what I mean?
2: Right. Like, or never I mean, have to do anything. Yeah, exactly. wake up it's that way.
3: Just, <laughs> it, <it's laughs> like that all the time. It doesn't seem like super. Uh, Super efficient, but you know, or maybe it's the most efficient because it never changes.
0: There you go. Right. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Solid answer. I like it. Um, <laughs> I would be very specific. I would be, you know, that gif from um, the Con Air, the Nicholas yes. Cage yes. where his hair is yes. waving. Yes, uh, Nicholas Cage hair in, in Con Air is, is where what I would ideally have. It's a good one. You
2: should grow your hair that long just so you can feel that. It feels amazing. It
0: would take, like, forever to grow hair that long. It's worth it. It's worth it. Is it? Would it be?
2: It would be. For everybody's sake, it would be worth it. Yeah.
3: Do it it for the community. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Do it for the kids. Come on. (laughs) That's
2: right. We'll get people to donate to do it or something. I don't know.
0: How long did it take you to grow your hair, like, that length, Clint? Because that would take, like, three times as long for me.
2: Oh, right now? Um... I'm at, I'm probably about three years. But I'm sure so. you've had some of it trimmed off here
1: and there the, over the three... No? You've I'm never had going.
2: any of it trimmed? No. I, the last time I had a haircut was January of 2019.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Okay.
2: So. That's, that's commitment to whatever yeah. it is you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called being lazy. <laughs>
1: hey, you're committed to it, and that's not lazy, so... I, is that an oxymoron? I don't know what's I
2: going know. on here. <laughs> I will donate it eventually, but that's really what it's about. But
0: you yeah. take care of it. Like, do you have to like condition it? And well, you know, no more
2: than, do than I do with my regular hair. You know, regular length no. hair just takes more shampoo and more conditioner, and a lot of combing. A lot of combing. A lot of blow drying too, i assume, huh? I I just let it. It's in Colorado. It's dry here. There's no humidity, so it dries nice. kind of eventually. Yeah, anyway.
0: perfect storm for long hair. Exactly. <laughs> so on this <laughs> week's episode of
2: Clint's Hair. <laughs> We can start that podcast, it'd be entertaining, I'm sure. I'm sure it would be too.
1: Clint's hair would need to be a character though. We would have to get somebody to voice Clint's hair. I'm just trying to think of what Clint's hair would sound like.
2: <laughs> if y'all Hello.
1: Whoa, guys. Um <laughs> uh, I'm, I said, like, Is it like our this surfer dude? <laughs> yes, for sure. It's
0: definitely a surfer dude. Dude, what's going on? I spig uh, it in. would yeah. it would sound like one of the hormone monsters. <laughs> 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 what's nice. the what's the busted one? The, oh, no. oh god, Charlie, god no, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You guys are, I don't know can't even yeah. hear voice. Yeah. Man, It
4: gets
3: to <laughs> yeah. the point where you can't even understand He has subtitles Speaking oh. of which
1: November 5th I think the next season is yeah, coming it out does. God I can't <laughs>
3: yeah. wait that show is so good uh,
0: um, What are uh, you going to do baby <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing uh, Thank you Julie For the question um, Yes Yes Wonderful question. Her Twitter is at Eat Grimes, which I didn't mention earlier, so you can always follow her on Twitter and see more ridiculous questions that she asks. Uh, our next question comes from our good buddy Manny, we were just talking about you before the recording. Manny, we love your questions. Uh, at Night Bodega on Twitter. Uh, his very tame and normal question this week is, uh, what was your favorite cereal Cereal growing up, and would you drink the milk afterwards? <sighs>
1: My favorite still is probably Lucky Charms. Um, I just love the the marshmallows, but just, you know, with the crunch, like that that mixture of soft and crunchy. Um, so you can't let it get soggy. You can't let the, the Lucky Charms get soggy. And I don't know about drinking the Lucky Charms milk, because it almost makes the milk too sugary. The only thing I used to really enjoy drinking the milk afterwards, eating cereal, would be, of course, anything like Cocoa Pebbles or... Yeah. Uh, The chocolate Rice Krispies or whatever something that would turn it into Mm -hmm. like kind of chocolate milk. And that would be like an added bonus. But Lucky Charms is still my favorite. And I just just don't know about drinking the milk afterwards. Again, it makes it real sugary. Lucky Charms (laughs) is... Kid cereals are interesting, <laughs> but gotta you got to be prepared for the green poop afterwards. That's that's uh, quite. Uh, you just the...
3: have to remember you ate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: <laughs> what when the you first, is... oh, when you first, I'm eat dying. It, oh, I had that. Uh, you know.
1: And you don't know what's going on, and you're like, is this normal? Like, should people have green poop from time to time?
2: <laughs> At least I'm having a hero's
3: death. <laughs>
2: I'm actually surprised they never marketed the green stuff to be like the leprechaun. You know. Anyway, leprechaun poop. That's right like, Come on kids, gather around it, it's, yeah. fun, it's fun going in and coming out oh, You'll anyway. never get to me lucky poops <laughs> And if you want it, you can have it, whatever So I, I, I mean, think if you really want that yeah, I'm <laughs> not going to stop you own. Let's be clear on this
3: You can have Bob, a... but you can have your own <laughs> Right
2: <laughs> God. Anyway Like, the, like the, this Manny question turned into a Manny answer as for my answer, I gotta go with, I think I gotta go with cinnamon toast crunch or the oh, Reese's pieces, whatever that one was called. Reese's, Reese's Puffs. Puffs. Yeah. Yes, another good one. And that was, you know, that chocolate milk one. But I always just loved the cinnamon toast crunch. Still love French toast to this day. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I, I'm thinking back to kid cereals. And I'm like, I don't think I would want to eat that now, <laughs> to be honest. Like Lucky Charms do not sound appealing. I don't want my mouth torn up, so there'd be no Captain Crunch. <laughs> Um,
3: I love how much like kids cereal just <laughs> destroys your mouth. Like right. it's it's all it's, so sharp.
0: Right. It's like oh, what, what you made it, Jesus. It's all it's a conspiracy from dentists, right? Right. It's, yeah. it's the dentists that are behind all these sugary cereals because they they need clients. It's, it's yeah. always yeah. that it's always
2: that one dentist that doesn't recommend the gum. You know how four out of five <laughs> yeah, dentists yeah, recommend. Yeah. yeah it's that it's, one. It's He's right. out. He has a different evil plan to get you in. <laughs> Um, what other kids' cereals were there that I just, like? Oh, that just sound like even like um, Life. I guess this is kids' cereal. I yeah. Okay, like, I'm
1: gonna throw a question at you. Okay. when you go to the cereal bar in your or around
2: your hometown, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. your go-to? See, okay. Unfortunately, the cereal bar is gone now. Oh now, no! It went out of business, <sighs> which sucks because it was a cool place. They're selling NFTs now, though. But whatever. You're what? No, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's very the weird NFTs is like I the exact
4: the opposite, opposite of what it was. Before. <laughs> right.
2: I followed them on uh, on Instagram. It's called the Serial Box. If you want to see, and they had this beautiful store in downtown Arvada, which is a suburb of Denver. Awesome place. And to answer your question, when I went there. I never got the same thing and they had things where they mixed and matched everything. So it's like I wanted the chocolate uh, surprise and I had like the Oreo and the Reese's and something else and you could put whipped cream on it and you know you could just go nuts. What about the sour baby cereal? They had that. They had they had they had Oh they this had place, impor- just, this they place had, is crazy. They had imported cereals from that you couldn't get in the United States. It had everything. It was crazy. But well, you know, because of COVID they just couldn't make Bill's meat, which sucks. But then out of the blue they're like hey you can buy our nft i'm like okay thanks <laughs> of us bowl of cereal it's a, it's <laughs> of their logo they've had two of them now and they've both sold somebody's buying them but um yeah i just thought that was interesting
1: but
3: somebody's buying them all, all right. those yeah. high
1: denverites that are now just like rolling in money from investing in in weed and places like that they just got all that money to spend they're going to nft now on cereal
3: yep. nfts <laughs> yes the cereal never goes away, bro. That's right. <laughs> by, like by the way.
2: bowl. By the way, their, uh, their signature mixture was called unicorn poop, and it was like Fruity Pebbles and you know, everything you could think of. Anyway, so my answer to this quite long story <laughs> and a question is Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
3: A lot of Amazing. poop talk during this quiz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I got to say, I, gotta say uh, I think as a kid, I was a Frosted Flakes guy, first and Good foremost. Call. Definitely yeah. would drink the milk. But talking about the cereal that chews up your mouth, did you guys ever try Rice Krispie Treats cereal? Where it was like no, broken really. never pieces did. I've seen of Rice it. Krispie Treats? It was like simultaneously the best and worst. It was like, <laughs> cause it was like yeah, of course you want to like scam that into being a breakfast item. But then mm-hmm. it's just like, I, it, I don't know that it even exists anymore because it was just like, you know incredibly sharp and painful to eat but <laughs> theoretically sounded good.
2: Mhm. I mean I want a white rice Krispie treat Alice talking about it, but I want the cereal. Yeah. Oh, there's Frosty nothing Blake's like a good answer though. There's
1: nothing like homemade rice crispy treats. Like kids that have oh. never had homemade because everybody's mm-hmm. just started buying the pre-made ones. They don't know what they're missing out on on a warm rice crispy treat that just falls apart because it's so gooey in your hand. Now I want some rice krispie treats. See,
3: <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so podcast good. is over. We're
1: gonna go true, and make rice true krispie story. Treats. One year, I, w- I was so enamored with like Chris- rice krispie treats that I m- had my mom make me a rice krispie treats birthday cake.
0: Ooh, it was
1: awesome. just rice
2: krispie treats with candles in it, but
1: sounds it was still- awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, that works,
0: man. Yeah.
3: I would prefer that to a cake most times. I feel like I mm-hmm.
2: depending on the frosting and yeah, what else? Then I I'm in that boat.
3: That's it. That's a nice workaround. Yeah, and probably easier to make. Oh yeah,
2: anyway.
0: right. It's like a lot of those uh, those fancy cakes that you see on TV when they do like those crazy like giant pirate ship cakes. Yeah. like yeah. most of it is rice krispie square it because it's right. much easier to, to mold. And I'd i eat it. I'd eat the hell out of that. And they can't <laughs> call it
1: rice krispie treat, so they call it like right. rice puff cereal or something yeah. like that when they're <laughs> talking about it. It's
0: like, it's like a marshmallow treat, and it's like well. I see
4: we know what that
2: is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stupid trademarks ruin your <laughs> yeah, lives. Stupid trademarks. Um For me, I think it's always been and it still has been Frosted Flakes. I don't know why. Like again, like as, as a Canadian kid growing up in Canada, um, we don't have a lot of those crazy cereals that you guys have. Like all the like the cereal monsters, like all that stuff. Like we didn't have a lot of that up here. Um so and my parents when I was growing up, we didn't go we didn't do a lot of shopping like across the border, so I had friends that would uh, their parents would take them grocery shopping across the border, so they come back with like the cookie crisp, like the, the crazy crazy <laughs> cookie stuff. crisp, cookie we, crisp
3: we, is we... the ultimate breakfast scam. It's yeah. just a
1: bowl of cookies for breakfast. Like, <laughs> and now they have Oreo ones. It's like, yeah. come on, man. We know what this
2: yeah. is. This is and cereal. it still fills the criteria of tearing up your mouth when you eat it.
1: Yes,
3: exactly, <laughs> and and
2: um, and other places when you're done eating it. Oh
3: yeah! Right,
0: right. I don't know how. Well, and, I don't know and, how you're eating your cereal, but I don't know, you, should, you should get that checked out. What's well, funny,
2: Cam, You know your marketing background. I'm sure you you agree with me that they've had interesting uh, mascots over the years and how oh, they relate yeah, to yeah. everything. I mean, oh, there was yeah. one. There was a wizard once, and then there was a cro- cop and robber. It's like yeah. oh, yeah, Cookie Crisp. That's what I think of. Let's let's
0: steal yeah. it. Yeah. Yes,
1: wizards and you know the criminal justice system.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting there. We're we're getting there. It's 2021. We're just around the corner. Detective
3: Stapler. Right, right. We need
0: to make a TV show based on wizards, cops and wizards, or wizards and robbers.
3: All the Cookie Crisps mascots (laughs) solving crime. The wizard
0: and the
2: cop have been paired up (laughs) together. (laughs) I might watch the hell out of that. (laughs) Then we find out the dog did it. Hmm. Anyway. Good questions,
0: Manny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Manny. Thank you for the question. Uh, I, somehow, his question turned into a boop question, which is so. Amazing. So everybody's happy. Yeah, everybody got the, the answer they were looking for. Yes, that's true. Because um, <laughs> that's what Manny really wanted to know. It's true. That's really what he wanted. Um, so the real reason we're gathered here today uh, is we wanted to talk about rap music. Which is hilarious because if you see who's on the screen right now, um, us talking about rap music is is amazing and uh, just speaks to how music in general and just it just transcends, you know, culture and and people and brings people together. Um, But as you know, we did um, some more Mount Rushmore style stuff that we've done in previous uh, podcasts. So we want to translate that over to rap music and rap albums uh, specifically. So we've each. We've each picked our four... There you go, um, you got it right, four. Our four. (laughs) Good for you, Canadian. Top four rap albums of all time. Um, It was not not an easy choice for me to narrow it down to four, uh, because there are so many really, really, really great albums, uh, so much great music out there. But all that aside, I can't wait to hear Clint's.
1: We'll save the best for last, so Clint should get to go last. Oh, yeah. you guys are going to be I mean, so disappointed. Right? Again, please. This is, a, yes. this is a safe space. This is safe space. Yeah. Kids Bop 3. Now that's <laughs>
0: what
3: I call music volume. 2.5. <laughs> hey, 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 hey,
2: And Kid Rock's first album. I threw that <laughs> Oh, water. wow. All
3: right. Uh, it's, it's a little less less uh, safe here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. I, I, I understand. Uh, oh, my God. Clint's
1: like, does the soundtrack to Bring It On count? <laughs> Jesus, it it could.
3: (laughs) I mean, with all due respect, a lot of those early now compilations, now that's what I call music, actually have, like, some pretty formative music for, like, a young me. And I would imagine a lot of folks around my age. So, like, that Mm. and, and we'll probably talk about this more, but I I recently watched an episode of Hot Ones with Kenan Thompson. And they were talking about the musical guests on All That. And Mm. I forgot like how it wasn't like they had kids geared artists on the show Mm -hmm. they had like the locks and buster rhymes and like coolio and (laughs) tlc and it was like actually kind of a hall of fame kind of thing um and i feel like that was also like as a kid i'm like oh yeah keenan in a bathtub speaking like horrible french uh, (laughs) the locks can come out i guess yes oh my god so uh, yeah, you could you could probably find rapid hip hop um, uh, points of reference about your life in ways that are just not classic albums too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally,
0: absolutely. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, I was thinking like the uh, the Romeo Must Die soundtrack could be thrown in there. Totally, that, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad there. one. Yeah. yeah, that has a um, lot of good stuff on it. Like yeah. even I know that. So yeah. kudos to the you, first.
0: The first Bad Boys movie, that album, Mm -hmm. that soundtrack was incredible and like packed full of amazing stuff on that album. Um, But yeah, let's jump into it. Cam, would you like to do the honors? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can. I'm happy
3: to start off. So for the format of this, do you want me to talk through the four? I'll say the four and then we can kind of talk through them. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That'd That'd be great. That works. Okay, cool. And I think, Nate, you, you did something important at the beginning of this um, by calling out like who's on the screen. Um, so <laughs> just to give a little bit of context yeah. for me, um, I first want to acknowledge 30-something your old suburban white dad. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yes. Like, let me say that it's rich for me to be speaking on behalf of this genre or uh, <laughs> as a fan of this genre. But um, yeah. I do think that your, your point about it being a universally Uh, known and cared about genre and form of expression and kind of an area for disenfranchised folks initially to actually have a global platform, it still rings true today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's a critical genre, potentially the most critical of our lifetimes. Um, And so uh, first and foremost, a lot of respect coming into that. There's a lot I don't know, um, but based on my own experiences, here are the the ones that I care about. I also want to call out, like, I've been been managing a music newsletter for about seven years now monthly just sharing releases and kind of talking about maybe some underappreciated or under the radar uh releases or artists in you know in combination with some maybe really well-known ones so just kind of sharing some stuff there it's called rations um and then before that i wrote uh wrote and edited for a number of uh, music publications online and in print in the pacific northwest so i i 20 plus years of being a fan, maybe a decade or so of really paying attention to it and being like somewhat critical of it, but um, always listening, always like becoming a fan of of the genre and new faces in it. So um, just feel like that's important to say, because if I just jump in and I'm like, here's the four, like, you know, maybe some folks who (laughs) don't know that would be like, well, you know, I stopped listening to you a long time ago. The poop didn't help. Um, (laughs) uh, Cameron, real quick, before you jump
2: in, um, how can people subscribe to your newsletter?
3: Yes, it's called Rations. It's at rations.substack.com. Um, it is monthly email right to your inbox. It'll have five or six new releases mm-hmm. that month, and then just kind of a bulleted list of you know here's some fun, funny, interesting stuff. Um, I like to think of it as a bite-sized music newsletter. I think there's a lot of really great long-form content, a lot of great video, audio content. This is just like hey, you have 15 minutes to kill. Here's a cool article. Mm. Here's a cool video. Here's something that maybe you don't know about that right. could be your new favorite artist. So um, I, it's been really fun to do it's just kind of a hobby of mine but uh has been has gotten a lot of really great response and, and a lot of positivity around it so i'm gonna keep doing it good um i, so I like
2: it so that's that's one reason i want to make sure to mention it because i get it every month obviously yeah and then, appreciate um, that.
3: And I, I know i know you guys support you guys retweet when i post it and you share it uh, yeah. actively so i really do appreciate that um, um because it, it comes as a surprise to some people <laughs> I think that I still do it.
2: <laughs> and it comes out at the end of the month. So if you guys are listening to this now, the next one's coming out, you know, like a day or two after you can hear this. So sign up now to get the most recent one just in a few days. It's cam's great. like crap thanks for calling me out
1: gotta
3: sorry that was not the good other though. thing <laughs> because i there was a period where i was writing for like three or four different places at once i was constantly like in the middle of writing you know eight nine hundred word reviews or whatever and so i was like i need to scale this way back because like this is just too much and so it's also kind of a uh Uh, summarized version of what i was trying to do before which is Mm -hmm. essentially like here's some cool stuff like that's all boils down to you know and if you're looking for you maybe your your playlists are a little stale or spotify is not really like giving you the stuff that you want um Mm. here's some random stuff and the other thing too and i'll then i'll share my stuff but i've been trying to be more (laughs) active about buying music this year Mm. and last year in particular now that um you know touring is so hard recording mm. has to be really difficult like if you find an artist that you really like and their album's five dollars digitally it's like
0: Easy. you know no um, e- yeah. we will easily
3: do that yeah. um so just something to think about oh, um, good call but yeah here we go the mount rushmore um so i I'll, I'll name them off and then we can kind of talk through them so the first one i have is eminem's the marshall mathers lp ah um, mm-hmm. cr- i mean well, Eminem is like very formative for for young me. That was like the first rapper I really listened to. Sure, um, and then the streets, a grand don't come for free, um, and then the cool kids, the bake sale EP, and then last but not least, Lil Uzi Vert's Lil Uzi Vert versus the world. So chronologically, but then also like each one, I think, kind of represents an area like eminem got me to like 50 cent dmx jay-z stuff like that the streets kind of got me more and interested in kind of what's going on in other parts of the world um well uh, the cool kids very much part of the blog rap era um very much like uh underappreciated in terms of what kind of fame they received in their time. But if you listen to it now, it's all about the same stuff that's happening 10 years later. Wow. Um, and then Lil Uzi Vert is just, uh, I think, indicative of like rap today and kind of where it's headed. Um, so those mm. are the four. Where do you guys want to start?
1: I, I just I just want to comment. It. It's, It was, I think, great for us to get you on here because – I've kind of fallen off since probably high school, college with just the rap genre. So, like, you were like Marshall Mathers LP. I'm like, yeah, that's on my list. And <laughs> I just kind of fell off after there. I'm like, yeah. who, who? I was like, okay, I've heard of the last guy, heard of the Lose vert guy, but I don't think I've ever heard anything by him. So, I'm, I'm glad you came on to share with us some of this stuff because I have a feeling that, that Clint and maybe Nate, maybe not so much Nate, is going to be more of the probably – pre 2000s type of stuff Nate might surprise us I don't know
3: (laughs) well and like the the Eminem part is interesting because like that you know up until I got I I remember the first album I got was the Eminem show from him, mm-hmm. um, and it was because I heard my friends playing without me, and I remember being like, "I've never heard this before." The last rap album I bought was Willennium by Will Smith, and like, <laughs> you know, and, and before that, it was now compilations and it was movie soundtracks. I was like a kid; mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to buy, um, and I remember buying that and then going like, "What else does he have?" and listening to everything I could find. And for a long time, it was the only music I listened to for like maybe a year. It was like Eminem only. I remember buying on eBay a stack of like 30 like bootleg albums of Eminem like unreleased material mixtapes like a whole like several like back and forth with him and like a rapper called Benzino and like Mm -hmm. Green Lantern Mm -hmm. mixtapes and just like it it just Mm -hmm. like gave me so much material because it was like he's a rapper rapping like I've never heard before and it's Mm -hmm. also like pop culture news for me too because I don't know a lot of this stuff I know who Britney Spears is why does Eminem (laughs) want to do these things to Britney Spears (laughs) and so <laughs> so, uh, you know, it kind of like it was it was it was like an action movie with every song and it was just like mm. very entertaining. Um, but it was like also led me down the path to like other shady aftermath artists like Obi Trice and D12 and kind of like. The Dr. Dre like think tank I guess of those groups but then like Mm -hmm. yeah I remember listening to DMX because of Eminem, Jay-Z because of Eminem, I listened Mm -hmm. to the Renegade feature that Eminem was on with the Jay-Z album and being like wow this is incredible and you know that's exactly how I sounded as like a 12 year old you know white suburban kid (laughs) this is incredible like um (laughs) but yeah like it it uh opened my eyes and and kind of gave me a jump start like this will get you to Ludacris eventually, and Jadakiss, and Little John, and the East Side Boys, and a lot of the like two thousands rappers. That Joey, I think you're probably like these are the ones that are my frame of reference.
1: Yeah, so like when you mentioned Eminem, it's it's interesting because you're talking about somebody who I think at first. Was viewed by the rap community and rap culture at large probably kind of like as a gimmick because yeah. of other previous white rappers like Snow, um, obviously Vanilla Ice, yes, <laughs> and Page. it's like it's, <laughs> wow, it's like wait a second, this this guy actually is phenomenal, and mm-hmm. it it didn't take people long, I think, to kind of jump on board with that and realize okay, it's not a gimmick, he actually knows what he's doing. Obviously, I think his um, his history and just his breadth of work has has proven that that he's not just like a even just like a one and done type thing, let alone just just a gimmick. Um, I, on my list, my Mount Rushmore, my difficult point was I knew that I wanted an Eminem album on there, and it was trying to choose which one. Mm. Um, I almost went with the um, Slim Shady LP. Uh, Mm -hmm. which would be, I guess, his first kind of commercial release. I know Mm -hmm. he had stuff before that that he probably kind of released like on independent labels and stuff. Um, But yeah, I ended up putting the same one on my list um, just because when I was looking at the albums, I was thinking of back to when I bought those CDs, like how many times did I skip certain songs on the CD? Because I mean, if we're talking about like the greatest albums Mm -hmm. of all time, I can't just pick the ones that have my favorite songs on it. Like I've got to pick the ones that again, when I put the CD in, didn't skip, you know, just Mm -hmm. listen to maybe skipped one or two things, but for the most part, you just let the whole thing play. And that was definitely one of those.
3: I Um, agree with that assessment. I I think it's also like, I, I like to think about, Um, a lot of the, like, best albums of all time lists with, like, a Mm -hmm. grain of salt because I was not in Brooklyn in 1987 and I don't have the, (laughs) you know, real understanding of, like, the the core pillars of hip-hop. I I, I can't really speak authentically about what what those albums may mean to other individuals. So Mm -hmm. I do, while I can listen to, like, the Beastie Boys and go, yes, I understand why this was important, I can't also then say because it's important to so many people, it's now important to me. Like I think creating your own canon of what you like is is not only fair, but should be encouraged. Like my list, I don't know how many people would have a list that looks like that. Um, but it's like, if I think back on it, like, are there albums that are better? Certainly. Like, you know, there are a lot of albums that are probably better than the ones on my list. But when I think back to what you were saying, Joey, like, what do I, what do I listen to all the way through? What was mm-hmm. indicative of like different areas and times in my life? Like, to me, that's, that's the best album list. That's where, that's yeah. where it could come from. You you can also look at like, you know, what historically had five mics in the source and go, Mm -hmm. this is my Bible and also not be wrong like it's really mm-hmm. yeah. whatever
1: you right. wanted yeah. because yeah. I had a couple that didn't make the list that were ones like that that just kind of stayed in the CD player for sometimes yeah. days on end like, mm-hmm. I w- like I'm thinking like ones that didn't make the list like um, Buster Rhymes Extin- Extinction Level Event that <laughs> yeah. was one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones that, that almost never came off just because his sound was so unique to me right, yeah. uh, right. from a rapper's perspective um, another one that almost made the cut was Wu-Tang's 36 Chambers oh yes. incredible. Uh, incredible yeah incredible incredible album him.
2: I also thought about um <laughs> I just think of Wu-Tang Financial and I think of Wu-Tang. Got her number your bonds.
1: <laughs> uh Wyclef Jean's the Carnival almost maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this sure. because yeah. that was one that that I listened to to quite mm-hmm. a lot. Um but as far everything as everything from d-
0: a No Limit, uh circa, you know, those Okay, those, so oh, you yeah. say that. <laughs>
1: so I did I did have to throw on there one of my hometown uh, rappers on there. So I ended up going with juveniles, 400 degrees. Yes. uh, Because that was, that was definitely one that when it went in the CD player, the first time it did not come out for a while. And it was just like listening to every song on repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat, because it was, it was very cool for me, even though, again, like I was a white suburban kid, (laughs) obviously growing up in the nineties, listening to rap. Um, so not what you would picture. Although we were probably a lot of the album sales, um, it was it was cool to me that we had somebody along with you know Master P and um, mystical to a certain extent, although I don't think he gained as the national popularity that Master P and Juvenile did, uh, and obviously Lil Wayne is probably oh, if you're yeah. looking at a, a stretch of time, yeah. right? If you're looking at a stretch of time, you know he's probably the most famous of all of them. It, it looked like it was gonna be Master P and Juvenile, and then all of a sudden Lil Wayne just like you know just. <laughs> his length of time of being you know, relevant just kind of clips the other two. But I had to pick somebody from that list. So I went with him. Yeah. I've got the same one that Cam does. I have the Marshall Mathers LP on there. Uh, we discussed why with Eminem. Um, and then I went with Outkast. Um, that was another one that was difficult trying to so figure yeah. out which album. So Which I went one, with yeah? On you Yeah, Stankonia uh, is a great album, actually. Again, because wow. it played so long. And I remember that in college, staying in the CD player, you know, me thinking I'm awesome because I've got a little bitty system in my truck and I'm, you know, playing Bombs Over Baghdad on repeat, yeah. you know, just Bombs cruising. Yeah, cruising on a Saturday <laughs> night and stuff around college town. Um, and then one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, Is Biggie's life after death? Um, One of my favorite songs on there was never. I don't think, and y'all can probably correct me on this, especially Cam, um, was Notorious Thugs. It was not a song that I felt like was yes was commercially popular. Um, Mm. Like it wasn't one of the songs on the album that I I thought got a lot of playtime, but it was absolutely just like magnificent. Like I would have loved to include Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, CD oh, on there, yeah, yeah. but again, when I, when I was thinking about it, my own criteria was, you know, all the songs on there just about at least ninety percent of them, and I would listen to it, you know, if it was a tape, it would have been worn out type of thing, mm. and I just I just couldn't put any of theirs on there, but I just love that song with them. I just love the. The the lyrics, I love the the music, the beat, just everything to that song. It's definitely my favorite off that album, despite all the other songs that are on there that are so much more, I guess, commercially popular. So to me, that's that's another testament to how good that album was, that a song like that on there that wasn't commercially popular compared to the others is still one of my favorite ones.
3: I think that yeah. you also hit on a really important note about driving listening to rap and hip-hop. Like, there's something really uh singularly really satisfying about that with this genre where like um I don't know if you guys have an album that fits in this criteria but this summer after <laughs> high school and before college or before the next thing everybody was going to do was like was there an album that like stood out cuz The Carter 3 came out like right before mm-hmm. I graduated and for a summer we just all had our parents' cars. <laughs> we, were just like, we were just listening to that and driving around and thinking we were awesome. Um, and like, there's it, and that album holds a special place to me because of that. It's a great album too. Um, but yeah, I think there's something about driving around to rap and hip hop specifically that that does more.
1: It's definitely like I, I never even thought about it before, but it's it's definitely uh genre that plays more to being in your vehicle when you're listening to it as opposed to just kind of sitting in your room and sitting back and listening to I, I would say you would probably listen to something more subdued probably when you're at home just depending on the situation which what you're doing obviously if you're ever in a party that's a little bit different but <laughs> i never made that connection before but that makes a lot of sense because that's definitely some that's definitely driving around music driving yeah, around probably. late at night with the windows down <laughs> music
0: <laughs> it's true i have um, like
1: a Ten inch bazooka tube in my truck. I'm gonna let yes. everybody hear it with this new <laughs> new juvenile song.
3: One thirty a.m. Yeah. All right, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. None of us have work tomorrow.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Classes until ten
0: a.m. Here we go. <laughs> and then now it's just like listening to it quietly as you. Drive the family to IKEA to pick up. <laughs> like, yeah, now,
3: now I'll like actively skip over songs that are too yeah. aggressive. I'm like it's Sunday.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's but, too early in the morning for this. Yeah, but, but just
1: uh, getting back to the juvenile thing. One last thing. It was just. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome having somebody representing. Like where I was from and being popular and, you know, across the nation being known, you know, oh, this is this is what New Orleans rap is. But, you know, you don't I I can't think of another musical genre. And again, y'all may be able to correct me on this, but where it's like different regions of that it's like oh this is uh, uh, uh this is wyoming rock and this is you know <laughs> florida rock and you know uh, you know but like with rap there was that, yeah, that you know there's west right. coast mm-hmm. there's east coast it, and then a lot of gulf coast you know where you're talking about yeah. louisiana you're talking about um <laughs> uh, atlanta and stuff like that so it definitely had this regional appeal to it to where people could get behind it was almost like rooting for your home, home sports team. team you know yeah. it was like oh yeah that's my guy you know that's you know, I've seen him before, and I've, I've actually actually met some of the rappers before. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but one of Master P's uh, brothers. Um, um, I'm trying to think of which one it was now. I, I think it was... God, it's been so long now. I can't remember which one it was. Was it,
0: it, was... Was it the one that's in jail right now? Yes. Which one is that? Sea Murder? Sea
1: Murder, yes. I couldn't remember if it was Sea Murder. I think the other brother was Silk, maybe. Silk the Shocker, I think, was his other brother. Uh, Anyway, so they have the Essence Festival in New Orleans every year. And uh, I was working security at the time. And so, like, I'm in the lobby of the Hyatt. Uh, hotel which is attached to the superdome which is where they had essence festival and so he he pulls up he's got like this is like when excursions first came out and was like the the cool vehicle to have you know because it's just massive so he pulls up in that and i've got to go tell him like hey man you can't park there or whatever and then i recognize who it is i'm like oh i was like man I, I really can't let you park there and he's like i'll i'll take care of you if you let me park here and i'm like Okay, (laughs) it's like sure, okay, whatever (laughs) And so like he he goes off He's gone for hours And he comes back out the lobby He's He's like, hey man, come here, come here He's like, I t- he's like, I appreciate you letting me part there, but you know nobody was supposed to park there. Um, and he was like, yeah, man. And he just, he was like, you know, one of those smooth moves in the movie. Like he goes to shake my hand, and I pull my hand away, and it's got four twenties in it. I'm like, ah, yes, I just got eighty dollars from Sea Murder, and <laughs> yeah, he goes on to live up to his time. name, and yeah. and actually is in jail for that. So uh, I'm not sure yeah. if that eighty dollars was
3: tainted or not, but I definitely <laughs> spent it like it wasn't. There was a time when Sea murder was just traveling the countryside giving $80 to, <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> people to who let him illegally park his excursion places.
0: Um, I, just, keeping in line with it, I, I've, I've heard this story from my buddy. He used to he used to work at McDonald's, and of course this is a masterpiece story. So they were doing a concert up here, and uh, it was like just the middle of the weekday, I guess they were like, um, he, he's, he's working at McDonald's, working at the counter, then all of a sudden, he looks outside and like three escalades pull up and they're triple parked in the handicap zone. Um, <laughs> of course, course triple right? parked. Of course, course triple parked. Like, like literally like, you know, like three escalades just Yeah. Like, so- yeah. Pretty much just whatever way that they could taking up the most spot during like a busy lunch rush that they could and uh, walks in master P and he orders like food for like 40 people, like just whatever. And then, <laughs> you know they start ringing it in whatever they start making the food bringing it out and uh he tells him the total and it's a few hundred dollars whatever and like without missing a beat he just pulls he looks into his pocket just pulls out a wad of cash and just hands it over. doesn't even count it like just straight up just like keep it and just hands the cash takes his bags and just walks out and it was just like that's amazing like in such a waste a huge waste of money but amazing (laughs) (laughs) i spent like like $3,000 Three thousand dollars on McDonald's when it was only like a few hundred dollars, right? But like, you know, it was just such an amazing story, and like, it was just, it's the most master, it's the most rapper thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like when when they do stuff like that, and just, I can't even just being able to witness something like that would have been amazing. Just, well, especially that stories.
3: era, like that yeah. era of rap was so, yeah. because like when you think about early two thousands, like mm-hmm. it was so regional, but every every rapper or even. Region had its own th- strength that they would kind of bring mm-hmm. to the table, and in a lot of ways, it was like WWE. You know what I mean? Where it was like, Oh, this is so and so and they they are they're known for these three things and they have an allegiance with so and so, but they both hate this person. It's like yeah. because there <laughs> wasn't social media, there wasn't like this additional like dimension for them to fill out with who they are or their backstory. Like someone could just exist and be a Saint Lunatic and hang out with Nelly and you'd just be like, Oh yeah, that's someone that wears a mask. Like yeah. <laughs> you're like Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Like of course. Um, like <laughs> And everyone knows who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And like so it there's such a weird like transformation from that late 90s like okay we're not really sure how fame how famous you're gonna get how much money you're gonna earn what this level of celebrity is gonna do to you and then in like the early 2000s almost this expectation of what that looks like in the form of whatever the cool car is in that moment however much money you're showing off in the music video whatever Mm. thing you're wearing and like how far that's gone to now where it's like i feel like celebrity is such a burden for a lot of rappers at this point where you could blow up on SoundCloud or even TikTok, suddenly have that like Master P in 2002 level of like, here's all of this money you can just hand mm. to a McDonald's employee, but mm-hmm. you're 18 and you were yeah. going to go to college and now you're yeah. not. Right. <laughs> and it's right. like, what do you do now? And <laughs> it's yeah. just so different, like how celebrities handled, but also like how quickly you can fizzle out. Um, it's, it's, it's got to be just like, uh, it, it, like has to alter how you look at the world. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It's actually super interesting that, that you mentioned it that way too. Like, cause a lot of rappers back in the day, I feel like they literally started with music and they grinded music and they did that. And then a lot of rappers these days are legitimately just gangbangers, drug dealers that grew up on the music and then are now getting out of that kind of, lifestyle to move into music and unfortunately it's a way for them to clean their criminal money like a lot of them are involved still in street gangs and they take that and then it's a lot influencing their music and like one of my guilty pleasures is i love watching uh there's a lot of youtube videos where they talk about like you know a lot of upcoming rappers that i've genuinely never heard of but they're huge because Mm -hmm. these kids um in their neighborhoods like you said joey too where it's like the neighborhoods and the cities that they rep are so behind them that like they're too big to fail and they end up, you know, in like overnight, just like millions of dollars because it's like people that are signing those checks behind a desk somewhere realize that these people are marketing themselves. They don't need to put money behind it. They just need Mm -hmm. to sign them a deal and then they'll get an album and then they're just going to continue to collect money off of them. And it's a really, really kind of shitty system in my opinion, but Mm -hmm. Um, that's a different discussion for something else, but, <laughs> totally. Right. um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's just really interesting to see the evolution of, of, of music that way. I, I feel like you see a lot less, um, rappers that are coming up that are naturally musically talented versus people that have a, um, a sound based on location, a sound based on, you know, a city block and that that's the type of music they put. And they can do it, and then now they're famous.
3: Yeah. I agree, and and I don't know if you guys saw that SNL sketch where it's uh, when when Timothy Chalamet was on, and it's him and T- Pete Davidson, and they're like oh, these yeah. like yeah. TikTok rappers. <laughs> it's like that's exactly I think in line with what the kind of the spirit you're talking about, Nate. Where it's like yeah. they they not only don't have, I mean, there are there are definitely folks that are kind of finding fame from these different. Um, areas in in need, but also there are these kids that kind of see it. And because culture right now is digitized so much that things bleed into your lexicon in ways that are maybe even subconscious, where like even the way that internet slang develops largely starts with like young brown and black people. So it's like, Mm. when you think about how fame is even achieved now, you can look at like white rappers, like young white kids can be referential enough to sound like a certain thing find instant fame and then disappear all in like 12 to 18 months. You know, it's like, it's kind of nuts. And I think that, um, you know, that it, it is rarer to find artists who are starting musically first with no intention of being famous. And then they maybe, you know, get there one way or another, but it's a really, yeah, I agree. It's shady too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think there's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of potholes there. There's a lot of people not watching out for people. Mm -hmm. Um, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like Bobby Shmurda a couple years ago, it's like, you know, he had a huge song was, it was you know, going to be one of the biggest names to come out of the New York scene. Um, and then I think it was a gun charge, went to jail for a number of years, just got out. And now I think is is starting to gear up for hopefully a kind of a second phase, but um, mm-hmm. it could happen to anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That whole Bobby Shmurda thing was crazy too, because it was like, I I'm a huge fan, huge fan of his and, It was like they it's it's like, again, when the street life just takes over to a point where so the judge offered him a plea deal and was like, hey, you can come home in like two years if you rat on your buddy. And then he was like, nope, I'm doing my full time. You can do whatever you want. And he spent six years, I think six years behind bars. His buddy got out after like, I think like half that. But yeah, and it's just it's unfortunate because he was he was literally about to blow up that song he, was everywhere and he was yeah.
3: like 21 22 yeah. maybe even younger i mean but see I mean, if that would have
0: happened in it. like the 90s or early 2000s
1: like he'd have been like set when he got out he'd have had all kinds of records probably already lined up and and mm-hmm. ready to release and stuff like that but again yeah. it just goes to show i think how the genres changed it's mm-hmm. it's very like y'all are saying social media enhanced now as far as you know getting famous and and that kind of being a flash in the pan, you know sometimes where a lot of these guys that we were talking about especially in the 80s 90s and, and into the early 2000s were grinding at it for for years and years mm-hmm. you know most of them before they ever got you know a chance at any kind of, of fame where like you're saying some of yeah. these guys will get famous within you know just a couple of months of mm-hmm. starting to release stuff and it's releasing on their own through TikTok or you know some other social media platforms it's it's definitely changed uh, over the years
3: yeah. and one I just have one more note on that and then I, I want to hear some more Mount Rushmore's um, <laughs> but but the one that I, I wanted to call out is particularly Chief, Chief Keef and the TDE kind of crew like I feel like that was kind of a turning point too where not only are you getting access to this this very young kid um, but one that's like you know popularized because of music video where he's wearing a uh, an ankle bracelet basically because he's under house arrest and it's like mm-hmm. it's this weird fascination with authenticity that I don't think that we should really take lightly that we should also <laughs> right. kind of like question why are we so fascinated yeah. by it um, right. like if you listen to don't like and you enjoy that song like also kind of examine that, um, <laughs> that like you know what I mean like it's it's yeah. like I mean because on one hand you have a really talented MC you have a really talented producer um and then you have kind of like but what is driving this and why is this kid's reality looking the way that it is and like i think both can exist but you kind of need to understand like what is your role in that and like i don't know as a fan you can only support artists as much as you can but like that was a really weird time because i remember that was when chicago became this huge like like the for a while rap kind of went like it's east coast it's west coast and suddenly it's like oh it's midwest actually it's the south actually it's memphis you know like it's all over the place (laughs) but then you know the the internet came along and then it became like there's no more regions anymore it's all kind of like bleeding together and then there are these pockets where it was like well atlanta was really popular for a really long time with like migos and and kind of this like young like like young thug and future and then like you know chicago is happening around the same time and it's just like man you, you just you forget that these are like 17 18 year old kids you know, like mm-hmm. aside from just supporting them like what else could i do and it just feels mm-hmm. like even being aware of how you're talking about that or like gaining access to things like that um might help i don't know i was having i was really struggling with it like four or five years ago because it was like i love this music i also worry about the people making it <laughs> you know mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. No, that's a really good point because you, yeah, you see those types of videos, and it's just like a lot of it is just continually glorifying that lifestyle. That's just it's it's not safe. It's not sustainable. It's not it's not good. It's not legal. Like there's nothing there's yeah. nothing about this that um, people should be supporting. But unfortunately, it's they make good music, and it's it's a really really fine line, um, kind of uh, trying to support that, but also. Uh, trying to understand why we support that, which is, um, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. I, I'm uh,
2: sorry. I'm still hung up. I didn't hear anything you guys said. I'm still stung up on, uh, Pete, Ra- Pete Davidson rapping and, <laughs> and uh, <so laughs> that. that was really, that was I, nice. I'm kidding. I listened, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Nate, what's your Mount Rushmore? You never All right. me, mom. Anyway,
3: sorry. <laughs> It's Clint. Four heads of Clint. So perfect that Questlove punches him, of all the people. <laughs> yeah. Questlove is the perfect person to punch him.
0: <laughs> no argument um, here. So my four, uh, of course, there's an overlap here. We've got the Marshall Mathers LP. Um, was one of my favorite, still one of my absolutely favorite albums of all time. I remember lining up at midnight um, at a, at a record store to to pick it up and that was like one of the few albums that I actually won. and was it a Sam I did Goody did that uh, was that? <laughs> I was think it Sam- a Sam Goody or I did think jo- Sam- I have It was an HMV. A- I don't think HMV. Sam Goody was <laughs> around when yeah. that was HMV.
3: HMV.
2: Yeah, HMV. I, th- I think Sam Goody was gone by the time that album came out. Yeah. I miss the Tower Records
1: in New Orleans. It was like a three-story yeah. tower oh, yeah. Records Oh, was like a massive building. So yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah,
3: so good. Kids today um, will never understand listening to an album at one of those weird stations. Yeah. Yes. you're just like, yes! yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know who put these headphones on, but I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, like, just gonna do it I got it anyways, I got, yeah. <laughs> you, you got 1899 Despair, so let's, <laughs> yeah. let's buy yeah. this POD album.
0: POD. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Um But yeah, that was like, I think that one and Eminem show like so there's a couple Eminem albums that I ended up lining up at midnight to pick up and um, but the Marshall Mathers LP still stands out to me as like, one of those albums that once I listened to through the first time I was like, just instantly hooked with um, what he was doing with music. And the things he said on that album are just insane. Like there's just there, there aren't things that these aren't things that you should even think, let alone like be able to say and sell millions and millions of records off of um, well
1: regardless but, of genre, stand is still one of the best songs oh yeah ever the best songs ever written not just yeah, yeah. rap songs not just m M&M songs but just no. ever. yeah it's just M&M's phenomenal
0: M&M's. yeah um another one on my list um this one was tough because again like there's just so many and uh i picked uh calls dropout Uh, Kanye West so this is one of his this was his first uh, studio release um and it was tough because it was it was honestly a toss-up between this and late registration but I I chose College Dropout just because it was this is the Kanye that I miss like every album the last few albums that he's released I've just been hoping that he goes back to his roots and he just he's gone in a completely different direction which is you know that's his prerogative but um (laughs)
3: It's a diplomatic way to say it, Nate. (laughs) He sucks now. Dude, I I was the most obnoxious Kanye fan for the longest time. Like, like, I'll tell you why you're wrong for not liking him. Um, Yes. And dude, by the time it was like the life of Pablo was probably when Mm. he started losing me. And then it was yay. It was like, you know, people have a point, I think yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah like his early stuff um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like that was just in, also incredible um but then yeah he started losing it and it was just okay I, I so can't is he gonna come out with anymore. all
2: this sad music now that he's no longer with kim kardashian probably
3: i don't know i mean 808 is is sad enough uh um- yeah <laughs> May, I don't know. He uh, maybe he'll do an 808s part two. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> maybe. Is that sixteen oh sixteen?
2: Sixteen oh
3: sixteen. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> or maybe, I one-six. mean, I wouldn't put
3: it past him. He might. I I don't know. What he, I don't know with Kanye anymore.
0: He, nobody mm. knows. Nobody knows. If you're listening Not
2: to this, Kanye, himself. you're welcome to use no, that because I know you are. You listen to this all the time, Kanye. But yes. you're welcome to use that idea. <laughs> While he's
1: Kevin hanging knows. out with Barack Obama and Ron Fiegel, Kevin Feige's over there hanging out
2: with them too. Yeah.
3: I'm like, oh, guys, New, new Dork's been an episode that. Yes, Shh, quiet. I mean, stop quiet. what you're doing. Well, that's yet. what they do
2: every Monday morning at 8 o'clock Pacific time. They're all yeah. all together in the same room listening to our podcast.
3: Fighting to see who will voice Clint's hair. That's, <laughs> yes. that's right. Right now I want it to be
2: Barack, but that will change.
3: Amazing. It's incredible. Uh, incredible stuff. Barack Obama uh, as
1: Clint's hair. Yes, as Clint's <laughs> Let me tell you, I uh, think I need to do this. Yeah, I need to go on.
0: um what else is on my list uh have to have some biggie on there of course um but i did see again it was a toss-up between life after death and ready to die um and i had to go with ready to die i was wondering if you were gonna go with that yeah i Mm -hmm. had to go with ready to die but life after death is also incredible like there's, there's like right there that's already like already named like six albums that are like you know that could easily be on you know my my top my top list and um the last one on my list which um might throw you guys for a little bit is um uh dirty sprite 2 uh by future oh god so good ds2 is i almost put future uh, on mine too (laughs) yeah it's just one of those like you just like put it on and it's just it just plays you don't have you can shuffle it you can let it play regularly and it just you're not going to skip the song and you're not going to, you're not going to change it. Um, but yeah, future is just one of those artists that I think is um, like, I was mentioning like very similar to, to Lil Uzi. It's the future of music or the future of hip hop in that way with um, the way that they rap, the rhyme schemes, the ad libs, like all that stuff is very, yeah. uh, very modern hip hop. And just, they were at the forefront of changing hip hop to what it is today um so yeah i'm a huge fan of that album
3: and ad libs are so important to me like i know that it's such a small detail but if there's a good ad lib on a song it will make me an instant fan of that Mm -hmm. artist like the first time i listened to asap ferg's Shaba, he Mm -hmm. at one point has a line about Becoming Batman or the Batcave or something. And he has an ad lib where he just yells, Master Bruce. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, whatever you want to say is a perfect thing now. (laughs) You're now my guy. Um,
2: I understood that reference.
3: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's an important, uh, like Nate also bringing up like the rhyme schemes and the way that rap is today is so interesting do you want to talk more about that nate like because it's not like the lyrical miracle it's not like Mm -hmm. you know you know i'm hanging out on the corner with my friends and (laughs) it's not that kind of rap anymore and now it's like Mm -hmm. so different
0: yeah it's 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 a lot it's storytelling but in a different way right and it's like um a lot of rap before yeah like like hamsey it's just it's just very simple rhyme schemes and it's very um they'll they'll tell the story and it'll just be like you know verse by verse it's a story but now it's like almost every line jumps from experience to experience like just really quickly in like very short time as opposed to using a whole song to tell a story they're just telling different stories constantly yeah um and it's just it's not for everybody and i can i understand that because it's it's hard to follow and like mm-hmm. again like with the autotune with some of the way that the rappers speak and the way that they rap it's it's hard to understand but when you break down what they're saying you can't say that what they're saying isn't clever or is they're not talented and stuff like that it's just it's a different way of interpreting it and it's a different way of um kind of understanding what you're hearing right so um i Def- first go ahead what's that,
1: I was gonna say it's definitely far removed from Sugar, Sugar Hill Gang's "Rappers yes. Delight." You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not that like you said, like a, a so thirty wonderful. minute uh, thirty minute story that they're telling you. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that, that took place. It's it's definitely different, and I think it's a reason why I kind of have stopped listening to the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll I'll turn something on every now and then. I'm not a Spotify guy. I'm just kind of again old old man here. Listens to Pandora. <laughs> <Yes>. um, Pandora. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll put on maybe eighties hip hop or nineties rap sometimes. And, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm listening and it's certain lyrics now that I'm like, Oh God, I used to sing along to this. What is the matter with me? Like, like <laughs> yes, it they, like, make make you me, I'm like, that. I'm like earmuffs. Like I, I shouldn't even be listening <laughs> to this right now. I'm, I've got it. Like, so I like listen to it for like seven minutes and then I have to immediately turn it on. I'm like, all right, time for eighties rock hair band yes. uh, on Pandora because I feel, I feel awkward now after having yeah. listened to that.
3: Cause like we, the three of us have the Marshall Mathers LP on our list, but I would argue like it aged terribly. Like it's a Mm -hmm. fun song to listen to because we, or a fun album because of when we found it, but like there's stuff on there you can't say anymore and for good reason. And like, I can't, I've probably, I've listened to that album easily hundreds of times. I've listened to Kim, the song Mm -hmm. maybe twice. Like I can't I can't do it. <laughs> like it's right. too it's, right. too, it's just too much. Yeah. yeah, it's way too much. Um, mm-hmm. but uh it's that and then also the the thing you mentioned about Pandora, like the mode of listening to music right now, that was in my mind when I was making this list. How many albums do you listen to all the way through anymore? How many did right. you ever listen to all the way through? Mm-hmm. Like how many can you access right now and get bored after forty seconds? Where mm-hmm. like you know, 20 years ago, and you spent 15, 20 bucks on something, you're gonna try to like it a couple of times. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe
1: artists, you know, before this, you know, digital age really took took over. Obviously, you know, you know, we can go back to like Napster and LimeWire and all that stuff about, you know, making our own, you know, mixtapes and stuff. But like, if you're talking about now, you know, what do you have to have one or two songs, maybe? you know to be popular and and that'll be good enough for you for some for some income whereas you know back again early 2000s and prior to that you really had to have a pretty stellar CD for people to want to go out and drop 15 16 because you still had the option back then just like you had like the cassette singles that would have like maybe two songs and then like right. a remix of it and yeah. some <laughs> other instrumental or something you could do the same thing with CDs um, and it would just have you know three or four songs on it it would be the most popular ones and you're like oh I'm going to spend five on this as opposed to 15 or whatever uh, mm. and, and now you don't even have to worry about getting that entire you know 10-12 songs you can just get two songs and you will be good you will be set
2: Yeah, I, I, I have to argue with you on that Joey working at a record store I saw numerous people come in buy an album for one song and one song mm. only try it and then to Cam's point I think they give it a point and try to listen to it and then they try to return it or sell it back to us <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: my my P.O.D comment was not a joke that was a life experience i I heard i heard alive i was like i need this the only copy they had was like a super like deluxe edition That was like 23 dollars was Mm -hmm. like i like alive enough to spend that much money when i'm 13 years old like it was such a mess um but, yeah, Clint, I'm, I'm sure you saw all sorts oh, of books well, and like, and the, best, the oh, best, this isn't what I thought it was. The best be.
2: example of that is Uncle Cracker because everybody oh bought God. that <laughs> album thinking it sounded like that one song, which I yeah, don't even remember yeah. what it was now. And the rest right. of the album sounds nothing like that. Yeah. So, I mean, but, and, and, and that was, I mean, yeah, I, I think they were phased out singles to sell albums. But um, I can actually tell you that is absolutely not the case. Um, another one was uh, the Shaggy um, It Wasn't Me. Oh, people bought yeah, that album, God. and then and then they realized it was reggae and not rap, and people would be like, oh, can I return this? Like, no, you opened no, it. You've <laughs> sorry. opened it. You've played it. I'll buy yeah, it sorry. from you for $4 and sell yeah. it again, but you can't know.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: yeah. so uh, anyway. My, that must but, a crazy time. Oh, f- <laughs> understatement. All right, so Mr. Record Store, what is your list? All right, it's your time. Drum roll. All right, so let's see. The first one is uh, Little Bow Wow's Beware of Dog. Followed by Macklemore's "The Heist," Kid Rock's "Devil Without a Cause," and Limp Bizkit's Starfish, Chocolate Favorite Water." I'm kidding; those aren't done. <laughs> I,
1: I was about to say that's the most I was like, list of rap ever. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. That's hey, cool. I
0: had—I had be Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was going to say I respect that list. That's—that's that's, you know. The only reason I put—I
2: I was trying to think of something to say while we were doing that. So, um, I'll just spoil it now: the Marshall Mathers LP is on my list. Uh, Is it? it that's really so did. crazy! Yeah. Album. Wow. yeah, that it's on oh, yeah, all four, amazing. and I and I and I will justify that. Like, okay, anybody listening to this, I am not a rap fan. It's not that I have anything <laughs> against rap. It's just that, or my rappers,
1: are, I, I. But those thugs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what cracked that's what cracked me about uh cam's list by the way there was no little or thug or anything on that list it was like the streets it felt very wholesome compared to some of these other names but um still great nonetheless anyway um that album actually has so much range to it and i have mm-hmm. listened to it i actually have it i worked at the record store when that came out in 2000 um and i just it was so phenomenal to watch it i, I mean unfortunately we couldn't listen to it in the store but you know it was something that i i i appreciated and appreciated that it had, you know, the very first single was just like the Slim Shady single. And then, you know, when you actually listen to the album, there's so much to it. So uh, let me get that out of the way. That one did make my list. But everything else, I'm actually going to go reverse chronological order. And when I say that, I'm starting with uh, Warren G, Regulate G Funk Era.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Which nice. was, uh, yeah, fantastic. Good, good choice, The yeah. Chronic, by, by mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Dre, PhD. And uh, <laughs> and the other one is License to Ill. By the Beastie Boys.
3: A cla- yeah, yeah. That, that's a great list, Clint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but that's
2: they're all. I know it's not like anything past the year 2000, but those those are all are no, albums spare. I've actually like sat and listened to, or um, have had some kind of influence. And I mean, you know, I, I, I when making these lists, I was very curious what you guys going to put because this isn't like my favorite rappers necessarily. You know, yeah, um, you know, yeah. like I, I'm kind of bummed nobody said Tupac because Tupac's <sighs> lyrics are amazing. Like mm-hmm. it, it's amazing to just read them. Not even have the music behind. Yeah. it. You I think know? he had a book of poetry. He, he published, did, yes. not he? he did. Yeah. Yeah. He did, and yeah. I've read I it. Old. I read pieces of it, and it's like, okay, I get it. Like I, you know, California yeah. loves one thing, but then this yeah. other stuff is really good. So, yeah. um, you know, like I, the fact that he wasn't mentioned, but, um, but yeah, those other albums. I mean, I grew, I, I, I Cameron, I'm older than you. Um, you know, we're all older than you. Young and and uh, <laughs> snapper. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a town. Where, you know, there's a lot of gang violence still and you know, the culture really seeped into everybody back then and that's when um you know, gangster rap was really kinda taken off. So it was really interesting. But then, you know, then they had regulators and they had um and they had uh, you know, the the Chronic, the whole album and, and everything like that. And uh those albums I liked listening to those a lot, especially compared to some of you know, I didn't want to hear about everyone getting killed all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So and then "Licensed to Ill," it's just there's so many good songs on that. Still today, um, shout out to the Beastie Boys. I, I know they they've evolved. We'll call it over the years, but you know everything from Paul Revere to Girls to Brass Monkey. Just there's not a bad song on that album. So that's one of those you're talking about. You can listen to the whole thing and just be happy. Yeah, I almost put one of theirs on there, yeah. but it was like, I like
1: when I was looking back at their CDs and the songs that were on them. I'm like maybe half of the songs and again I was trying to find something that like at least 90% of the songs I would listen to on repeat Mm -hmm. but like you know if I could cheat and say okay the Beastie Boys greatest hits I've got that on my list (laughs) you know but no I, I, I couldn't do it but I definitely understand where where Clint's coming from and I'm sure for a lot of people besides Clint there's probably a few of their albums that yeah every last song on there people would listen to yeah,
3: you, their discography is wild because there's like mm-hmm. a different style almost with mm-hmm. each album. And oh, totally. Then there's something for everybody. Essentially, like if you don't like "Licensed to Ill," you might love Paul's Boutique. You mm-hmm. might hate Hello Nasty, but you might love you know another one from you know what yeah. I mean like and I don't know if you guys saw that documentary that they that came out a couple of years ago. I haven't, um, but I know of oh, it, yeah. it's so good. And they basically talk through that that whole thing, but it's just crazy to hear how they how they evolved over time. Mm-hmm. How they were just kind of like, yeah, we want to kind of just do rap now. And then they did it. And then they're like, now we just kind of want to do experimental like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> instrument stuff. So any, anybody like, younger okay. than
2: Cameron is listening and you're like, are you talking about all the guys that sing Sabotage and Intergalactic? You got to go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: Cameron's gotta, you got to go back. Yeah. That, they,
3: yeah. No, you're, you're you're right. Like even the, even the stuff that we're like, Uh, talking about now that even feels new is still Mm. old for Mm. a lot of kids now. Like uh, for Tyler, Tyler, the creator put out an album this year that is based on the gangster grill series. The gangster grill series probably feels recent to folks who grew up with the gangster grill series, but there's (laughs) kids who are listening to it. Like, why is this man yelling over every (laughs) song? And you're like, (laughs) Oh my God. It's like, it not only is it, it's a great album, but it's like educational Mm -hmm. for like, Oh, if you like this, amazing news maybe the most formative mixtape series in the, of in history is is available and you can go listen to it and like kind of dive into the world of Jeezy you know like there's yeah. so much there mm-hmm. um but it's so crazy because I feel like uh Joey I think you said at the beginning like we're you know you feel like you kind of lose track it's so easy to like because mm-hmm. it's not it's it's not really. Fo- I mean. Respectfully, it's not really for us, (laughs) right? Right Right. now, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, it's interesting, Clinton. You're mentioning that like a lot of us probably would put like Tupac in our, you know, top rappers, but Mm. we none of us listed one of his albums, and um, that's actually just made me think because um, you were mentioning his his poetry and his just the way that he the that he rapped, um, and I think a lot of people would look back and be like, oh yeah, I would definitely put like the his death row release the all eyes on me as mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like one of the top tupac albums but for sure. myself i would say me against the world would be my favorite tupac release and it's completely different it's a different vibe than what he gave us on all eyes on me um and that album i still i still have the cd somewhere and it's just to me like that's just that's my favorite album of his and uh-huh. again it just it's just there's no space on my four to to slot that in there you know and there's just so many other um really 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 incredible uh rappers and 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 albums that they put out um but it's also funny funny thing to your point cam about like how kids these days just don't really understand like the the whole title the creator situation and it's like it's funny because on twitter and like everything's happening it's like oh album release and people are just like yeah i don't understand this like what is he referencing and this is something like 20 years ago and it's like what you're oh yeah because you're like you're literally 20 years old so you don't obviously wouldn't understand the reference and it's just like wow uh,
3: like oh yeah it it's you know the year 2001 was 20 years ago Yeah. Yeah. oh
0: Uh, (laughs) the passage
3: of time like the the genre too turning 50 is like you know it's just an interesting thing because it's still i think is such a like culturally maybe at a high level seen as like oh it's young and for the young kids but it's just mm. really this like uh long lasting genre that really gives uh, a lot of voice and and agency to, to people who don't have that in other genres and so like you even see it globally with like bad bunny becoming so big and jay palvin becoming so big in the u.s it's just like oh well now there's space for even non-english speakers to become like these massive forces and and like pop music in the U.S. and it's like, yeah, this is incredible. And also, like, I should stand in the back, <laughs> like, kind of let <laughs> let this be for who it's for and appreciate mm-hmm. it. But right. yeah, it's. Cr- I mean, time is is catching up to us guys. Yeah, yeah. It's from, crazy. From where
1: from where the genre started, where a lot of its roots come from, people that have had backgrounds in, like, disco music, you know, in that 70s era, and then it kind of, kind of transitioned into the, you know, the first, you know, hip-hop slash rap groups, you know, that we got, you know, like Sugar Hill Gang and... um and all those guys it's like that's a long time ago and you really feel dated when you start thinking about that
2: i'm glad you brought that up i actually somebody posted the sugar hill gang on twitter like that the the gangsters are not getting paradise um whatever it's like thank you they put that video and i was watching it and i'm just like Mm -hmm. wow (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean even i mean we're talking about old but i mean it it, it's basically looks like it you know it's soul i think it is soul train if it's not, it looks like it's on Soul Train, and the people have like choreographed dances to it, and they're just you know they're yeah. They're, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was a, there was a big yeah. crossover
1: between that disco era mm-hmm. and the the early hip hop and rap uh,
2: era totally. that started, and it's it's entertaining. I I, I mean I wasn't watching because I was like disgusted or like train wreck. It was just so mesmerizing because it was so different. Yeah. From that 50 years ago, and it's still entertaining. Like I, I got up and kind of was moving as I watched it, you know. But yeah, <laughs> it's super catchy, and it's, just it's easy super to get catchy, into, right? Right. <laughs> no. I just want to say hello. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also interesting. I was reading, um, I'm reading this book called the mother load, which is about a hundred uh, women who helped shape rap and hip hop. Um, and there's this call out around that time of the sugar Hill gang where like, because that like hip hop started at this party, I, I forget who the DJ was. Um, forgive me, but they are, they also call out the fact that he grew up in Jamaica, And his knowledge of sound systems helped create what what that party atmosphere was like. So it's like Mm -hmm. there's so many different cultural touchstones that are just maybe simplified for broader audiences that it's like yeah it's just these kids from New York and it's like actually it's these kids of immigrants from these other countries mm-hmm. where these musical mm-hmm. like you know wow. styles and ideas are all merging together in a way that we won't understand for 50 more years how mm-hmm. culturally like significant it is and I was just reading it like wow I don't know anything about this genre <laughs> like, right. like right. I, right. I, yeah the Mar- Marshall Mathers LP sure but like what led to that like like, I think there's a lot of fair critique about him being like an Elvis of the genre. And like, absolutely. When you look at sales, when you look at kind of his persona and things like that, like, mm-hmm. absolutely. You could make that argument. Um, what yeah. is, what were the inspirations that got him there that I'm not listening to, you know, mm-hmm. like how can I work backwards? Um, yeah. it's crazy. You can, there's, there's too much to listen to now,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but, uh, a, a helpful place for me has been this podcast called no skips with um, yes. Shay Serrano so and, and Brandon Jinx Jenkins, they do uh, every episode is looking at one album in depth. And what I find is like the ones that I don't know anything about, I'll listen to after and go like, "Wow, I really went 31 years on this planet, and I never listened to Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly. I messed up. Like this album yeah. is incredible." Mm-hmm like and it's super helpful for that context and to like orient yourself so cannot recommend that enough it's so good
2: that's awesome yeah
3: even if you even if you don't plan on listening to the album it's a lot right, of great right. great information
0: sure mm-hmm. anything by shay serrano is absolutely worth a read or a <laughs> listen to 100 he's hilarious he's a great follow on twitter he's super smart he's yeah he's he's amazing so definitely check that out if you if you get a chance to absolutely Um, I think one thing for me, and I'm guilty of this myself, um, up until the recent years, I'd say, um, growing up listening to hip hop and as hip hop has evolved, there was a time for sure that I was like, ah, this new stuff sucks. Like, I don't care about it. I'm, I'm all about the old, like, you know, pre 2000 stuff. This is, this is what I grew up with. This is what I know. These kids don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I missed out on so much. Um, and then once I was like, started opening up to it and being like, you know what? I understand why it's evolved the way it is. I understand why the sound is the sound it is. And I started getting into it. It's completely changed my mind. And this is just like, there's nothing like it. There's, there's room for both, you know, right. and, and it's, there's room for both in music. There's room for both in the culture. Um, it's like arguing who's better, LeBron or MJ. Like there's, they're both, MJ. they both, <laughs>
1: MJ. Wrong they podcast. both live in we'll that conversation,
0: that <laughs> right? Um they they both can have a piece in that conversation and I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you just hold stick to your guns and be like, "Nope, I'm only going to listen to the old stuff." Give the new stuff a try, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> You are be you surprised how much about LeBron? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you, you might be surprised how many younger artists look to older artists, yeah, and, and are like actually taking cues from them. Because mm-hmm. with like you know ASAP Ferg, the whole ASAP Mob kind of reminds me a little bit of like if there was a uh, like a little like crew that developed between like Wu Tang and Dipset. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's just like this really strange thing where there's like these touch points, but they're individual artists on their own and. It's great. I mean, it's it's just super fun to navigate through it again because the like the thing that's so fun about it is is the persona building piece Mm -hmm. of it and like. I think social media is kind of a blessing and curse when it comes to that. Cause there are folks who can kind of like really lean into it and benefit from it. There are people who like show a little too much of themselves and like yeah. completely ruin it. There are ones who know exactly how to ride that line. Like, um, I, I hate to bring them up, but Takashi six, nine, like really fit into that, like <laughs> 50, 50 yeah. cent, like bully kind of thing for a while. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, I mean, he found that audience and, and who knows where he is now, but, um, it's just, you can find heroes and villains in equal measure, it feels like. Right. Right. <laughs> ASAP so Mob sounds like
2: point. a group of people at work I would avoid, like the plague.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't talk about ASAP Nast like that. <laughs> Not
2: the real group. <laughs> the ASAP Mob's coming,
1: shit, they want something Run right
3: And <laughs> they want it right yeah.
2: now. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> they need copier paper and staples. Oh my god, what yeah. are we going to yeah. do? <laughs> I don't Man know the princess. answer right this second. I have to research. Just leave me alone.
3: <laughs> you know when we want this by. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> make us say it again. Uh, or maybe mm. I want to become part of the ASAP mob. <laughs>
2: maybe that's oh, something God. that could benefit me. Anyway, <laughs> that's just what I thought of when you said it. And that just shows on me that I need to learn a lot more about the genre and, and the characters that really make it click now, especially. Um, ver- versus then. I got the then, but I think the now I could at least have exposure to. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like, you know, what I've heard, it's not, it's not that I don't like it. And what I do like is... It's not the same, and you guys have touched on that—that that it's grown, yeah. it's evolved, and it, I mean, it can stretch into different things. They can do different methods and have different, you know, sounds or whatever the case is. That can really make it entertaining. And and Cam, I know you're going to relate to this—you know, having a little one and what they're going to grow up listening to is going to be an adventure, yes. um, to say the least. Uh, so if it—and I'm not going to stop it because we all know how that works—you tell them no, they want it more, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but not exactly. that I have
2: any reason to tell them no, but it'll be real interesting, real interesting to see and then hear you know rap in 30. And say, Oh yeah, they sound like, you know, whoever. Well that's because they were an mm-hmm. influence. It makes sense. It's different, but it's it, it'll be interesting. I'm excited.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fun to think about that because it certainly makes you kind of challenge like what you've listened to before and then in the context of like now you're listening to it around your kids. Speaking mm-hmm. of Yeah, speaking of Yes Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Turn
1: on some of that Dr. Dre for to listen to. Yes. You. Yes. Quint, you hear an <laughs> exposure now. Can you hi?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to hear? All right. Alright. So oh, everyone's got to be careful. His, his be little saying. C, this is her rapper name, is Little C. Yes. <laughs> little C thug.
1: <laughs> I have to be a thug. Yes, she has to be.
0: Ava, are you oh, a Ava. thug? Are you a thug? Uh,
4: no. <laughs> oh, that,
2: so close. Not yet. So close. Don't worry. Anyway, <laughs> she'll, she'll grow into it. <laughs> she'll grow into it. <laughs> <laughs> don't know all that. Chicken butt. Oh well there you go. Oh, there, there, you right. you
1: there you go. go. There you nice. go. Yes. See, like I said,
2: it's gonna be interesting to see what she listens to. <laughs> Dropped
1: a quick chicken butt on us there. That's mm-hmm. right. So a lot of
3: I will never financially recover from that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, Tiger King 2 is coming out soon. Oh what is, is it just yes.
3: gonna be even sadder? It's gonna be I don't even know. Even sadder. Mm.
1: Is it just him from prison the whole time? I don't yeah, know. I, <sighs>
0: I can't wait. Honestly, I just want to hear
2: that. Oh, by the way, one thing I really like on Twitter is Monica Lewinsky talks about how many rap songs her she's been featuring. And it's like 100. Oh, it's over 150. It's insane.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, well, I guess it's good getting in...
1: close to time to wrap it up, B. Yeah. Wrap it it's up, true. B. It's true.
0: Um, again, but this is one of those topics that we could literally talk about for hours yeah. and hours. And, we didn't even
1: talk yeah. about our like our Mount Rushmore of like rap groups with Shakira has got D twelve, D twelve, D twelve, D twelve on it. God, I yeah. <laughs> Mine's just Dylon, a, Dylon, Dylon Dylon Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. How great was that reality show? By the way. I've never that, watched that it. That they were spoofing. Oh, the, making like the, the band. original yeah, yeah. one. Make, yeah. Yeah, yeah, making the, the band? real Making with, the Band. Yeah. So, yeah. so toxic. So toxic. Yeah, it was so
0: toxic. <laughs> you're you're going
1: you're gonna to walk to Jersey and get me a, a, a cheesecake
2: from <laughs> yeah. Junior's. I'm going to need some <laughs> Siberian jet breast milk. That's the best one. The
1: The cheesecake thing, though, is real. Like That's where it started. off on oh, the real. actual it. show. Yeah, he he actually made them do Like I think
0: they walked over the Brooklyn Bridge or something to have to go get But they got back too late. They got and back that, like it was like yeah he didn't want it anymore like by the time by the time they got back he was like he's like it's too late I don't want this anymore just like I, I, I just, think we can all learn a
3: valuable
1: lesson from that. <laughs> I bought that CD by the way whenever they finally released it no. guilty yes I'm guilty oh, I bought the God. CD contributed to it oh, my I did I did
0: uh, was it a dare did someone dare you to do it or is it I like, dared myself
1: you did? <laughs> that counts that counts that double counts. dog dared myself
0: terrible. <laughs> you're part of the problem, Joey.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be part but, of the solution.
0: That's true. Nobody wants to be. Um thank you Cam for joining us in this wild crazy discussion that we had today. Um yeah, again, this is one of those things that we could talk about forever and ever and there's like so many more topics around this and there's so many more uh subtopics and just just feelings and and things that we can get into and We'll definitely. I think we'll we'll have to revisit this again. Um, at some point we'll 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 make a note of it, and we'll we'll definitely have you back and uh to talk more in depth about this. Um, for sure. Or about uh, anything, you know, other uh, things. We got other things we can yeah. talk to you about. Yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I'm all game. hundred and one hundred thousand Pokemon.
3: Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll check with Pikachu to see if I'm allowed. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah. Make sure we don't want to get you in trouble. We, we with, don't want any Snorlax getting man. up in here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah cam where can we find you on twitter or any other social media platform and uh yeah Yeah. let us know what you're up to as well
3: yeah so uh my newsletter is rations.substack.com uh monthly music newsletter comes out at the end of every month um on top of that i'm on twitter at cameron i'm on instagram too but less active there i've been kind of taking a break from both uh, but definitely gonna be getting back into it more now that i've started up the new job um otherwise yeah i mean thank you guys for having me this is a really fun topic obviously i have a lot of thoughts on it so i'd love to join for any more music conversations you guys have in the future and uh yeah thanks again for letting me join yeah Mount
1: rushmore favorite polka albums of all time it's it's coming
3: polka albums all right all right
1: kenosha kickers (laughs) kenosha kickers definitely on the mount rushmore there
0: Clint, you muted if you were trying to say something.
2: Oh, I was just saying Weird Al Yankovic over and over again. <laughs> oh yes.
0: <laughs> Top five Weird Al songs. Oh shit. Oh man.
1: <laughs> okay, you just came up with the next idea. We're definitely doing a Mount oh, Rushmore oh of Weird God. Al songs. Oh, Weird Al That's song. actually incredible.
0: Yeah. That's an incredible time. That'd be so much fun. actually. It's right? gonna happen. Yeah, it's definitely gonna happen. Um, but yeah. Um, make oh, sure you're. Shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. are you actually thinking about it right now? Like, you... it's like <laughs> actually,
4: a
2: stressful time. Well, since yes. I, ha- I, I think I have, I'm missing like three of all of Weird Al Yankovic's albums, and I've seen oh, them my. like five yeah. times plus. So I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all. thoughts. Yeah, yeah,
0: you've you've, you've got thoughts in on this wow. one. Yeah, we'll we're gonna make it happen, this. Clint. It's gonna I'm happen. I mean, yeah, it's
2: coming up. I'm gonna have the exact it's... opposite problem I have on this one. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: But go my balona's got to be on the list somewhere. I don't, I don't gotta think, gotta think it is, it no.
3: <laughs> 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 Just shoot up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it weird
0: <laughs> Anyway, oh, finish this God. out, Nate. Uh, yeah, uh, so make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the underscore dorksman. Uh, Clint, are you streaming this Tuesday? I should be. Uh, Mario Kart, anyone's welcome to join. So, come, Cameron, if
2: you're around, come join.
3: I wish I could. It's... Like, as you know, having a young kid is is makes it tough for, for free time like that. But oh, yeah. uh, I'd love like to join at some point. It sounds Great. like a lot of fun.
2: It's always fun to we'll get beat up by there. You know, Sully and I always run in our mouths against each other and then neither of us win. So it's always a good. Time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So please make sure to join Clint and whoever else is available that night. If you don't uh, if you don't follow Clint on Twitter already, make sure you follow him at Collector Clint. Uh, and if will have his friend code, you can add him and uh, join in on the Mario Kart festivities on the Tuesday night. Um, yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, yeah. New episode will be live on Monday, which you'll be already hearing because... Yeah, so you already know that. So you already know that. <laughs> and uh, if you didn't, that'd be impressive. But <laughs> Yeah, that'd be <laughs> impressive if you didn't know that and you're like, oh shit, I need to listen to this episode on Monday that it released. Uh, so get out of our heads if, if that's the case um yeah anything else before we wrap it up today nope all right well thank you again cam it's been an absolute pleasure we love having you on um again hopefully one day soon we can all get together and argue about this in person and, and talk about this stuff in person but until yeah, then right. we'll have we'll do this whenever we can through stream right here um but yeah thank you again for listening this week uh, that's my secret i'm always angry Dorks Money Records taking over for the 99 and the 2000.
3: <laughs> Word, homies. Forever <laughs> popped <in. laughs> oh.